Daf Memches, about 12 lines down on the Daf. So we finished, really, really, we ended because yesterday we were discussing, uh, we're still discussing this Machlekes for Chista and, uh, and Rabbah in regards to Hoyle, but um, we ended at the, we had a, trying to figure out what that fifth, that fifth, uh, <coughs> that fifth uh, uh, law that you'd be Chayav Malkus for, what we wanted to be said, it was Avara, we ended up saying that that was going to be, it was going to be Atzei Kodesh. So now, Amar Rami Barchama. So Hadar of Chista Baraba. So again, we're discussing where Chista holds that Hayel. When it comes to Mevashel be Mevashel on Yantif, Lechol, right? So if you let's say you finish your Suda on Yantif, you're done eating, and you decide to cook, you want to cook for tomorrow. So Chista holds that it is a Isser. <coughs> it's an Isser Dar Rice, so you're going to get Malkus for it. It's Dar Rice, so you're going to get Malkus for it. Um, because he does not hold of Hoyl Imikli Archim, that if Archim were to come, you can cook for them, so therefore you can just cook for any reason. And so you, therefore you'd be Chayiv because you, you, you cooked on Yantif, not for Yantif, so you're Chayiv Malkus. Rabba holds that uh, we say Hoyl. Now, how did we get into that Sogya originally? Because we were discussing in our Mishnah, we had a machlekes between Rabbi Lazar. What happens if a person is working with um, is working with dough that's tame? How are you mafresh chala? So if you remember, <coughs> Rabbi Lazar said what you should do is normally chala will be taken off while it's dough. What you do is bake bake them, and the way we explain to Rabbi Lazar is because normally you take off one piece of chala from the entire batch. Okay, but you could also really, we, you could bake each one, take off the challah afterwards and view each little uh, piece that you bake as if it has a little tiny piece of challah attached. So we say that, that Rabbi Lazar holds um, hayl, okay, and therefore, um, Rabbi, uh, <coughs> Rabbi, yeah, Rabbi Lazar holds hayl, and we're going to discuss this in a second. Rabbi Yeshua doesn't hold of Hoyle, and therefore, he, and, and he, he relies on the fact that it's not your problem. That if you, what's the problem? That if you were to separate dough, that's tame, right? You can't, we said this, this issues, you can't bake it because it's, an, it's inedible. If you, would, if you would separate the dough, right? You're working with, with dough that is tame, you separate it as challah. So you can't bake it because it's not edible for anybody. So there's no heter to bake it at all on Yantif. Right, it's not, it's, you can't eat it because it's chala, it's like truma, and the kayan can't eat it because it's tame. You can't leave it sit, right, well that's at least what, what Belazar thought, well you can't leave it sit because it'll become chametz. And you can't burn it because it ain't surf and truma tamea beyond it. So that's where this whole machlokas came. So Belazar said, bake it. And Rabbi Yeshua said, it's not your problem if it becomes chametz on its own, separate chala, do what you're supposed to do, it's not your problem afterwards. So now we're jumping back into that and we're saying, Amar Rami, about, like I said, like, uh, on the wide lines, two, four, six, six wide line down. Amar Rami Bar Chama. Hadarav Chista This machlik is in regards to Hoyle, in regards to baking on Yantif. After you no longer need the food, whether we're going to say you're going to Malkus or not, that's machlikis in Hoyle. That's machlikis, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yeshua. It's the same machlikis like we have between Rabbi Lazar and Yeshua in our mission. The Rabbi Lazar Savar Amrinan Hoyle. The Rabbi Lazar holds we say hoyl, and meaning that I can say, if I want, instead of taking challah out of the entire batch, I can 
take challah from each piece. Therefore, I'm allowed to bake it all, okay? And I'm allowed to bake it all, and that's how I deal with my chametz. He says, I don't say hoyl, and therefore, since I have something here that is also to bake, I have something within this batch that's also to bake, therefore, don't bake it. Leave it sit. If it becomes chametz, it's not your problem. Now, okay, so that's a rummy came along and said, Machlekes from Chistan Rabbah is like the Machlekes in our Mishnah, which we're just closing the loop on what we started a couple days ago. Now, I'm a Rav Papa. So Rav Papa, we're going to have a Machlekes. So Rav Papa says, I don't agree to your Tzushtal Rami. Right? You're going ahead and you're saying that the, the same Machlekes by baking or cooking on Yantif is the same Machlekes of Rav Elisar and Rav in our Mishnah. And it's all Hoyl. It's either, it's, it's black or white. Either hold, hold of Hoyl, if you're Rabbi Lazar or you're Rabbi, or you don't hold of Hoyl, if you're Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Chista. Amar of Papa, no. Vidilma, Arkan, like Amar Rabbi Lazar, Hasa, maybe the only reason why Rabbi Lazar said, Hoyl, Darmin on Hoyl, El de Be'ina de Ka'ayla la Tanura, the only reason in our Mishnah why he would say, you're right, he's not arguing that Rabbi Lazar holds of Hoyl in our Mishnah, but it's just our Mishnah, right? Hoyl, uh, when you put the dough into the oven, it's all good for you. So it's, it's shayach to you. So therefore you can say hoyl when something you could, right? Each one, I could have eaten any single one of these rolls because I could take challah from something else. So therefore, as I put in each one, each one's chazi for me. Now, one of them of the entire batch has to become chalal, but on each individual one, as I put it into the oven, it's chazi. This one's chazi, this one's chazi, this one's chazi. Therefore, it's okay. It's chazi to me. Aval hacha, by the machlaikis of Rav Chista and Rabbah in regards to cooking on Yontif when you no longer need it, what's the whole svara of hayal? Not for you. You don't need it anymore. Aval hacha, dila archen hu de chazi, lidide loy chazi. You already ate, so you don't need it. So the question is, are we going to say hayal imikli archem if archem come? Ah, there, I'm not going to hold up Hoyle. Maybe Rabbi Lazar, so how are you, Rami, coming and saying that the Machoikis, by, uh, by baking or cooking on Yantif, after you've already eaten, is the same Machoikis Hoyle her Mishnah? No, maybe the difference is that in our Mishnah, each one is Chazi Lididei, to me, the person doing the, violating the action, baking on Yantif, as opposed to cooking on Yantif after I've already eaten, there's no shaykhs to me, and maybe, maybe Rabbi Lazar would not say hoyl in that case. And Rabbi Shisha similarly asks, just coming from the other angle, on Rabbi Yeshua, I'm Rabbi Shisha, Bereder Rav Edi, how could you, Rabbi Barchama, go ahead and tell me that you want to know that the machlikus on our Mishra, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yeshua, is the exact same machlikus of hoyl of Rabbi Chista and Rabba. I did... <coughs> Maybe the only, the only time Rabbi Yeshua does not say Hoyle is in our Mishnah. Why? There's one within this batch that's going to be Chala. One within this batch that I'm going to bake is not good for anybody. Nobody can eat it. It's not good for the Kayin because it's Tameh. And it's not good for me because it's Chala. So it's not good for anybody. And therefore, that's why he won't say Hoyle. Because it's not pure. There's something that's bad. But here by the Suda, I don't care if it's you or him. Either way, when my, my action, whatever my, the Toitza of my action is, is going to cause someone to have food. I'll be able to cook food for somebody who needs it. It could be Chazi for Archen. Maybe. So maybe I would say Hail. Okay, so Rami Barachama comes along and says that the Machlech is Rabbi and Rabchista is a is like Rabbi Lazar and Rishua of Hoyle, they're intertwined. They're both Hoyle. It's the same thing. Whatever you hold in the Mishnah, you're going to hold by, by baking. 
comes along, right, we have these two Amarayim, and they argue, they say, no, you can't compare the two cases. Each one, there was a logic to say that maybe these cases are a little different, and you can't change just because you say hail in one, you say hail in the other. Now, Amru Rabbanon, Kamei, So now, they came, the Rabbanon came, and they said, this thing of Rami, that these two hails are intertwined in front of the Rabbanon, right? They said it in front of Rabbi Yirmi and Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Yirmi Kibla, he said, that's great, it's fantastic, it works it all out. Rabzera like Kibla. So I'm going to Rabbi Yirmi and said to Rabbi I don't understand. You have a perfectly good shot over here. Milsa de Kashalon. It was, this is something that's been bothering us. Va'asya kamashani. For many years, we've been wondering in this Mishnah, what's shot in this Mishnah of Machlaikis between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua? B'may pli Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua. Hashtam ruah mishmei de gavar rabba. It wasn't just anybody who said it. We have a Gavar Rabba, Rami Barchama, who went ahead and said that you know what the Pshat is in the Machlokes of Lazar of Yeshua is? It's Hoyle. It's that same Hoyle over Chistan Rabba. Right? We shouldn't be Makabla. You've been wondering what Pshat is. I now have a Pshat. Why, you, why wouldn't you be Makabla this Pshat? So Amarle, so Rav Zeru responded to Rav Yermia, Hechi Akabla. How can, how can I possibly accept this Pshat? To Tanina, because we learned in a Bryce, Amarle of Yeshua, Lidvarecha, what did Rabbi Yeshua say back to Rabbi Lazar? Ludvarecha, hareyu oiver misham loisase komalacha. Since there's no tzayrich, right? Since there's a there's there's at least one of these rolls that shouldn't be baked because it's chala temeya, right? It's chala and it's temeya, so it's inedible. And we only allowed baking for oichel nefesh. So there's one of them that shouldn't be baked. So you're oiver loisase komalacha. So how could you go ahead and bake these? And Rabbi Lazar was quiet. He didn't respond to Rabbi Yeshua. So Rabbi Zeir is coming and saying, from the fact, you, you want me to accept, you, Rabbi Yeshua, you want me to accept Rami's pshat? Well, I have an abrace over here where Rabbi Yeshua had a tiny on Rabbi Lazar. That, how could you bake something that's usher? There's something here that's usher and you're baking it. And Rabbi Lazar was shasik. If it's true that this is a machlekes in hayo, so then why would Rabbi Lazar be quiet? Let Rabbi Lazar go right back to Rabbi Shua and say, you know what? It's Hoyl. I hold of Hoyl and that's why. So from the fact that he was quiet, Rabbi Zerah says, it must, it must be that he didn't have the answer of Hoyl because if he would have had it, he would have said it. <coughs> um, Anything he should have said. Huh? So let's say he's reading that Hoyl. So he's still... So you are... True. The, and the Gemara is basically going to answer in that line saying, okay, just because he didn't answer it, doesn't mean it's not an answer. He didn't feel the need to respond to Rabbi Yeshua. Okay. How did the Hoyl by Chala? Can you say it again? The Hoyl by Chala? How do you say Hoyl? So Rabbi Lazar holds that what you do is, if you're baking, you're working with the dough and it's tummy. So you have to separate Chala. Chala to me, I have three, like I said, three problems. I can't bake it because if I would separate, normally you separate it, right? Now what am I going to do? If I leave it, it becomes chametz. So that's a problem. I'm not allowed to burn it because you can't burn on Yontif Truma to and I can't bake it because the only hatcher to bake is to eat. And since this is inedible to anybody, I can't bake it. So that's the problem over here. So what Rebbe said was, ah, bake them all. Don't separate the challah yet. Bake them all. Even though there's something from this batch that will eventually become challah, bake it all. Okay? And that was what he said to do. And then take your challah afterwards. Now, Rabbi Yeshua and the Bryce is responding to Rebbe Lazar, how could you say bake it? There's Isser here. You bake something that's Isser. Now, it, and now what we're saying is Rabbi Lazar really holds hoil, and my svara is each one I put in, right, as I'm putting each little piece of dough in, I didn't separate hal, each piece is chazi to me, because I since I, since I don't know which one's going to be aser, so we can employ this concept of hoil. 
Right? Now, so why didn't he respond, Hail? So Amalei, so Rabbi Yirmiya's sister Abzeira, ah, because Rabbi Lazar never responded, Hail, therefore you don't hold of this whole thing? This whole, this, the, uh, Rami comparing and you don't hold its Hail? Viletamech, according to you, okay, that. That the shtika is my chiach, right? That you want to say that, that just because you were quiet, hadid tanina bebraisa. We have an abraisa. Amar le Rebbe Lazar lidvarecha harei over mishambal yerav vayimatzei. So Rebbe Lazar went back to Rabbi Yeshua and said, "How could you say just leave it? Rabbi Yeshua, hold you leave it. You leave the dough, right? You separate it. You take your chal and leave it. It's not your problem. What do you mean harei over harei over mishambal yerav vayimatzei? Vishasikle. Guess what? Rabbi Yeshua responded, nothing. Okay, Okay, he never responded to him on the spot. However, he did respond in our Mishnah, right? So what we're saying is there's a brisa in which Rabbi Lazar comes back at Rabbi Yeshua saying, how could you leave the, how could you leave the, the dough? And, and, and Rabbi Yeshua doesn't respond, okay? Except that in our Mishnah, he does respond. So what we're saying is that there's no response in the place where he didn't respond, and just because you're quiet doesn't mean that there's no other place that, it, that, it, that he could have responded somewhere else. Just like over there, when Rabbi Lazar had a tiny Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua didn't respond on the spot in the Brisa, but rather he put it in our Mishnah. It's listed in our Mishnah. Like we said, what in our Mishnah we say, because if you go back on Mem Vav okay, that it says, I'm Rabbi Yeshua, so Rabbi Shua says, you want to know why I tell you to separate the challah even though it's tame, and if it's going to become chametz, it's not my problem, I don't care, because this is not, a, it's not going to be over. So he did respond. So what do we see? He was quiet, Rabbi Yeshua was quiet. He didn't respond to Rabbi Lazar's taina and the b'raisa. Yet, Yet, that in the Brisa, he was, Rebbe Lazar never responded to Rebbe Yeshua. Maybe there's a Mechilta somewhere else where he does respond. The bottom line is, from the fact that he doesn't respond, that doesn't mean, he doesn't hold of it. So therefore, Rebbe Lazar could hold of Hoyle. So Rebbe Yirmiya is saying to Rebbe Zera, why are you unwilling to say, to agree to this, this, uh, this that Rabbi Barhama said to bothering us for years. What is the machlekes between Rabbi Lazar and Bishu in the Mishnah? And we have a perfect, perfectly good answer. Rami came and said it's the same machlekes like we see Hoyl by Yantif that we have a machlekes between Rav Chista and Rabba. Okay, so <clears throat> Tanya, Rabbi Aimer Halacha Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi holds halachas like Rabbi Lazar that you bake them each. Which is on the same, I think it's on the same continuum as Rabbi Lazar. Remember, there's a third sheet there. We've been discussing Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua. But there's a third one who says that, what does he say? Rabbi says, Tatl Which means he holds, it must be he holds, you can't bake it, like Rabbi Lazar. Okay, but he does hold that it's your problem. So he doesn't agree, sorry, like Rabbi Yeshua. So he doesn't agree to Rabbi Lazar, he doesn't, he doesn't agree to Rabbi Yeshua. He holds, you can't bake it. You're stuck. I'm not going to say Hail. But at the same time, it is your problem by your Rabbi Matzi. So what do you do? You've got to, quote, keep it on ice, right? Tato Batsaini means you put cold water on the dough to make sure it doesn't rise. Okay, now we're going to discuss, by the way, so we're kind of moving on. Vakama Shir Isa. What is the shear of Isa? So what is the amount of dough that, if I work with it, will become Chometz, right? Like what portion size should I work with? If you have too much dough, so you're leaving some on the side, you're not working with enough of it, some of it could rise. So what's the right amount of dough? What's the maximum size? 
Depends. Bechitin kaben would be two kav. Uvesairin shlishes kaben. So it's two for chitin and three for sairin. That sairin is not as fine. It's not as good. That it's it's a it's a coarser product. Barley is not as uh, as fine as wheat, and therefore it would take longer to become chametz. However, no, it's the other way around that barley actually becomes. Uh, <clears throat> would, would, would be more of an issue. So say two kav of barley and three of chitin. Tanya, I got a kasha over here. How could you say it's two chitin, three? Two kav of chitin and three of sa'irin. It's three and four. So either way, right, how are you going to understand? Let's say it's two chitin and three. How, well, there's no shita four. So Allah, you have to say, um, like kasha, Ha depends that these sizes, and we see here that these sizes are not exact. Yes, it's two and three, but it depends. Ha or it's three and four, right? It's either two chitin or three chitin or um, three sairin uh, or four sairin. So we say, what's the difference? Ha it's coarse. Ha So if it's coarser, then you could have more. If it's something right, we said that the finer it is, the more it becomes chametz quicker. So if it's more coarse. So then we'll say instead of two chitin, you could have three chitin, three kav chitin, and instead of uh, three siren, you could have four siren. But what do we see? I'm Papa Shvamina. We see from here, green chitin chasichta, the degradation of uh, inequality of coarse wheat is mechiti ma'al yasa, right? So if you, the degradation of good wheat to coarse wheat is a, a more of a degradation of quality. Then tve midgarin sari chasechta of bad barley misari ma'ayus of good barley, right? Why? Because what was our ratio? So what we're saying is like this: that good chitin we said you could have only up to two kavin. Bad would be three kavin. So you have fifty percent. You're able to have fifty percent more when you use the inferior quality product. When it came to sairin, we had three. But you only get 33% more. It's only up to four when it's coarse. So we see that there's a greater degradation in a better product, the chitin. When you go from the best quality chitin to the, to the worst quality chitin, you're going to degrade it more. It's a higher percentage of degradation than in the siren. And that's all what we're saying. Okay, well, it's saying a third and a four. That's midabar, right? So that's on the outside. So... Two turn to three, so it's one third when you have three, it's, and one of those third of the three, it's one third degradation, right? It's like uh, in, in business, it's gross profit margin and markup, right? So markup versus margin. So here, it's a third worse on the chitin, because three, you, what was previously two, if it's fine, if it's de- degraded, it could be three. Or the other way around, right? It's one third of the three would, would net you two. So two, three to four. Amarav. Okay, but either way we see, let's say we're talking about normal, normal, uh, good, you know, the, the, the best, the, the better quality, you have two and three. The worst quality is three and four of chitin versus sayrin. Amarav, he says a whole different chita. Kaba melugna. So he says, no, sorry, it's one kav from the area of melugna, lepischa. By the way, this is the same shear for chala, to which the Gemara says, really, you're telling me that a kav is a shear for chala? Five quarter kavs, the hainu lugim, are chayiv in chala. 
So, right, if, if it's a quarter kav, so then how could it be one kav? If it's five quarter kavs, it means it's one and a quarter, not one. So the Gemara answers, it's a, That's a melugnai one. So you want to know what the shear is? For all you um, that would want to know, there's a Rashi that kind of goes through all this, and this goes back to, if you remember, fun times of Midbarius, Siparius, Yerushalmus, as far as measurements. I'll give it to you straight. The shear chala is a siris ha'eva, right? And eva is 432 eggs, so it's 43.2. So what we're saying is that this same shear chala, it's that same shear, it's a siris ha'eva, every time you see a siris ha'eva, the man is a siris ha'eva, that's a shear chala, it's the same shear, it's one-tenth of an eva, which is when you take that askel of gudu, you follow it all the way up, it goes up to 432 eggs, so one-tenth of that, 43.2 beitzim, okay, which is the same as the kava malugna, that's all we're saying here. So we don't get too far into the measurements. Okay. Next. Amar Rav Yosef. Hani nashi didan. So we're discussing what is the max shear that you should work with in dough and not run into chametz issues. So Rav Yosef is coming and saying, our women, they go ahead and they bake micro batches, very small batches. They only use, instead of this one and a quarter, five cup, right? We said one and a quarter. They could use five quarters, one and a quarter. Instead, they don't go past three quarters, Instead of five quarters, they, they keep it to a limit of three quarters, even though Rav said you can go up to five quarter, five uh, lugum, right? You can go up to five quarter of a cob. They only did three quarters of a cob just to keep this below the shear. Except we have a problem. Okay, great. My So you want to be machmer. You only want to work with a smaller amount of dough to prevent chametz. Except Why? Knowingly or not, when you work with that small batch, so now you never, you never were chayiv and challah. You have to work with a certain amount of dough in order to be dirty to take challah. You're below the threshold for challah. So you, you, you're, you're cheating out on your challah over here. Amrlay, I'll tell you, no, they're still going to give challah. How? How are they going to mitzar for the challah? The oven, Rabbi Lazar. They do like Rabbi Lazar, which says, the Tanya, Rabbi Lazar, Oimer. Rabbi Lazar says, hasal mitzar from That if you take rolls and you put them in a basket, even after they're cooked, Right? Like, even after they're baked, like Rabbi Lazar in our Mishnah, who said, what did you do when you had your, your, your tummy stuff? What did you do? He says, you take it afterwards. Okay, so now we're explaining how. You put them into a basket, and the sal is able to mitzarif them almost as if they were back to dough to take challah off of them, even after they're baked. The halacha is like Rabbi Lazar. Really? The halacha is like Rabbi Lazar. That the only time we're going to say that you could take challah after they're baked is if they're like the Rosendorf challah rolls. You know, they're always connected. Because they're connected to each other. Then you can take challah. If they're like the Mark and Maven ones, right? That they're totally separate. So then you can't. So the Gemara says, no, we don't pass like that. Because we, we're going to say the Nashim, right? So it's going back to how these women... We're going to go ahead and, and, and they were going to be machmer on themselves, the Indian Pesach, to only work with three quarters of a kav. But for challah purposes, they figure out how to re give challah. So we're saying that they put it into a basket of Mitzarif, and we're going to look at a that holds, even if they are not attached, that even if they are completely detached, the sal could be Mitzarif. To which now we're just going to ask a Shaila in this regard of a Kli being Mitzarif them back after they're baked for challah to be able to give challah again. But Rabbi Yermia, Tavla, what about a board? 
She'ein la levaz vizin, right? So like a cutting board or something. So if you put them in a sal, a basket is a kli that has depth, right? So it's within, it's within the confines of the kli. What happens if I put them on a board that doesn't have a rim? It doesn't have like a defined, uh, do I need something around to be mitzarev? Or, right, mahu. Toich kli ba'inan doesn't have to be inside of the kli. Vahaleka, sorry, there is no depth to this kli. It's a board. You just need within the airspace, and this does have we don't answer that child in regards to uh, uh, what type of kli is mitzarev for chal purposes. Tanya, Rebbe Lezer, Aymer, Lezer says, so we're just going to have a machlekes over here, three machlekes in regards to the sal mitzarefen. We quoted it, so now we're going to say it. Rebbe Lezer holds a sal basket can be mitzarev for chal, or Yeshua Aymer, tanur mitzarefen, that... It doesn't even have to be a sal that if you put them, as you, you work with them separately and then you put them in the oven, the tanor will actually be mitzar of the mechal and you can pull chala from there. He argues, he says, no, only if they're still attached, the kikar zababa, like the Rosendorf chala rolls that are still attached, those um, are mitzar and that would be mitzar for chala purposes, then you could take chala. Okay, moving on to the next Mishnah. So now we're going to discuss um, what is the proper way, the assembly line, manufacturing process for challah. So Regalil he says, Shalosh Nashim Lasha is Ka'achas. That you have three, three women all breaking challah, let's say, or many women, right? It's not necessarily three, but three women. So um, what we're saying is that they could all do the kneading together. Right? We're going to say Lafuki, the other Shitu, who says, do it like an assembly line. There's essentially three processes there's kneading the bread. They're shaping the bread, and then there's baking the bread. So what he's saying is that they can all knead together, which means that they're shaping together, which means they're all ready to put in the oven at the same time. And Rashi explains that the ovens they had were very small, and only one person's bread would be able to fit in. And what we're saying is that Gamaliel holds that we don't care, that the other two can sit there. We're not worried that they're going to become chametz. So if they're all kneading together, that means they're all getting to the point where you need to put in the oven, but only one person's fit in the oven. That means the other two are waiting. And we're not concerned that it's going to come to chametz. However, right? And it'll be okay, no problem. We can leave them waiting around. That know that we, we set it up like an assembly line, that they do it at once. What does that mean? One person does the kneading. Then one person does their shaping. They move on from kneading to shaping. One person bakes, and they go around. The Gemara is going to discuss the process. Rabbi Kiva, Eimer. Rabbi Kiva says, there's no general rules like this. Not all women work at the same speed. Not all wood burns at the same hot. Not all tanurim burn the same hot. Shavin. Here's the bottom line. It's more important. Instead of focusing on every part of the process, how long I have and how to do it the best, let's keep it very simple. If, it starts to, if the challah starts to swell, tafach, uh, if the challah starts to swell, then tiltay shpitzaynin, moisten it with cold water, keep it on ice, and then it won't become chametz. So you don't have to sit there and, and, and bug out exactly about every part of the process. Whatever it is, it is. Just pay attention. If it starts to swell up, put some cold water on it, flatten it back down, and that'll prevent it from, chametz, from becoming chametz. Zakt the Gemara. So now this is in the Rabbanon Shita who says, you set up an assembly line, ton Rabbanon, Lasha. So woman number one comes and she needs. He maktefes, she's done kneading, then she starts shaping. Vechaverta, woman number two comes. Lasha starts kneading. Tachtel. 
Maktefes, so the first one, lady number one, who started by kneading, went to shaping, and now is done shaping, so he, Eifa, she will now beg, now she will beg. Vechaverta, the one who, lady number two, who was kneading, she'll now start shaping, Maktefes, Tachteha. Vashlishis enters, lady number three, Lasha, she will then knead. Oife, the one who is now baking, who's back to lady number one, she's done baking now. So then she goes back to Lasha, Vechaverta, Oife, Tachteha, okay, and then number two goes to baking, Vashishan Maktefes, number three goes to shaping, Vechazeres Khalil, you get the idea here. It's an assembly line and they just go around in a circle. Okay, so knead, shape, bake, knead, shape, bake, knead, shape, bake, and then they can make all the bread they want. Kozman, Shaisekes, Bebatsek, okay, because as long as you're working with the bread, right, when you go from kneading to shaping and then into the oven, Eine Bali Dechimutz. Rabbi Akiva, Aimer, Lekal Anashim. Rabbi Akiva said, no, you don't, need to, you don't need to set up a whole complicated assembly line over here. That uh, there's just, we have preventive measures that are effective in preventing it from Muhammad. Muhammad, Tanya. Amr Rabbi Akiva, Danti, Lifnei Rabbi Gamliel, a judge in front of Rabbi Gamliel. And I asked him, right? I came and said, how should we do, right? How should we, how should we bake our, our, our dough on Pesach? What are we talking about? Right? What is this Mishnah talking about? Are we talking about the women are Zrizis or not Zrizis? Yeah, these wet Eitzim, Eitzim Yivashim, which burn dry, which burn better. Is it a super hot? Or is it one that doesn't get so hot? You know what he told me? Don't worry about all the specifics and times and now you have all these variable times. It's very simple. Right? That the water can always be used, cold water can, can, can equalize, can combat any chimutz. And therefore, don't worry, you know, because if we start to tell you, you have to be careful if it's going to be, if it's, if it's burning more than 10 minutes. Well, it depends on what was the wood like. So if the wood is very hot wood, so then the 10 minutes changes to 8. And if it's, it's, if it's not hot, then the 10 minutes goes to 14, it's going to take. So, so everything changes based on there's too many variables, and he's saying don't worry about all the variables, don't worry about all the calculations. If you start to see it swell, just use cold water. Okay, and the final mission for today. today. So we, we, this was a sugya that we had uh, brought on Mem Gimel. Earlier in the week, we discussed this concept. Okay, say a CR. So that is not like Sa'ar in the Torah. Sa'ar in the Torah is Chametz Gomer. That's sourdough, that's Chametz Gomer. And that you're going to be Chayib Karas for. This is what we refer to as Chametz Nuksha, right? Which means inedible. It's not edible yet. And it's at the beginning processes, process of becoming Chametz. We discussed that there's essentially three, as far as we're concerned, three timelines. There's something called Hechsifu Faneha, which means that it develops... Um, like a film, or the Gemara is going to discuss it more of like spikes. So you have dough, and it sits for a while, it starts to get like little spikes on it. That's the earliest stage. Okay, then the next stage is, it starts to develop a crack, what we call kekarne chagavim, looks like grasshopper horns. Essentially, that just means like a couple of cracks, some light cracks. And then, the final stage, when it's real chametz, according to everybody, it's real chametz, then it has intersecting cracks because that means that it's like cracked all the way through that it's become completely chavetz. So, okay, so we have these essentially three stages. We have a matuya machlekes. We have machlekes in the Mishnah and then machlekes in the, in the Gemara. It's a little complicated, but it's the same shita just flipped around. So, seyar yisari. If it is slightly bre- uh, bread dough that became slightly chavetz, it, it should be burned. However, it's chavetz nuksha, like we explained, your putter from Karis. Okay? Siduk, 
if it developed cracks, right? Which means Siduk, so we're creating categories. We're saying Se'ar is in between. Siduk is what we're calling the bread that's real full on chametz. Siduk. Now we're defining. Ezo seer, what is considered slightly unleavened? Kikarne chagavim. That means that it got like two cracks. Sidaik, what is bread, sidaik bread, real bread? That is, and it's arvo sidakim zebazer, that it has intersecting cracks. Divir of Yehuda, that's Rabbi Yehuda Shitas. Rabbi Yehuda holds that until it has cracks, it's nothing. It's not even seer. Two cracks is seer. Kikarne chagavim, a couple cracks that don't intersect is seer. That is belav. That's chametz nuksha belav, but not karis. If it gets intersecting cracks, then it gets karis. Which is Remeir in the Brysa, we're going to have in a second. Either, even if it only has two cracks, right, a couple cracks on the surface, that is still going to be a problem. You're going to be high, um, you're, that's still going to be, you're not going to get karis, but it's still, that's a real iser. I'm sorry, you are going to get You are going to get karis, right, sorry. Sidek, any amount of cracks. Is real chametz? That's considered that's the that's sidei. Vezo seir. What is this? Partially the seir stage. Kol shechsifu panav. What is, that that it's it's face turned. What does that mean? Ka'adam she'amdei sareisav. Like a person whose hair stood up, like it gets little spikes. So the dough gets little spikes. That is before it gets even develops cracks or mayor holes. That that's going to be seir. Now, like I said in the Gemara, Tanarabanan, we just have a bris. So the other way around, ezo seir. What is seir? This is Rameir who says, Kol Sifu Panav. So, what is the first stage? Slightly leavened, Chametz Nuksha. That is, Seer, Kol Sifu Panav. If its face turns, meaning, Kadam Sham has little spikes. Siduk, what is considered real, full on Chametz? Kikarne Chagavim, even if it only has cracks, like Karne Chagavim, Diver Rameir. The Chamim Oimrim, the Chachamim in the Bray says, like Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah, they say, no, if it has a couple of cracks, then it's going to be Seer. Sidek, what is real, full on Chametz, Karas, Chayv, Karas bread? Shinnasar, Sadakim, Zebazel, cracks intersect. Zebazel, Echachayv, Karas. And either way, you're going to get Karas. To which we say, what do you mean? What do you mean? Chayv, Karas. No, it's a machikis over here. What do you mean? So he says, Yehuda says you're potter. So how could you say Zevizev, both seer and both seer and Sidik and Rabbi Yehuda, you're gonna get Chayev Karis. What do you mean? Seer, you're not Chayev Karis for. So Ema Lurameyer Karis. According to the level that Rabbi Yehuda holds, the Hainu Kane Chagavim, that he says is seer, that you're not Chayev, according to Rameyer, you would be Chayev Karis for that level. Amarava, my time to Rameyer. What's the reason or a mayor why he says as soon as this cracks, it's off, it's, it's full chametz, it's not noksha anymore. Why? Because if, it's, if it shows any sort of cracks on the top layer, it means that there's cracks in the bottom layer. If there's cracks in the bottom layer, that means that signifies real chametz. And you cannot distinguish between cracks on the top and cracks on the bottom. Therefore, in order to, to create an in-between stage, we'll have to say that that in-between stage is a chsifu panav, right? That it has just kind of like little spikes there. And that is, um, and that is what would be chametz noksha. Hold on one second. Send this out. The region is safe for a minute, and then the chachamim are in the middle. That the. Say that again? 
Correct. And that's what we discussed on the Gimel that we said is swapping back over there. Zebza Eichlai is saying what Rameir would hold at the stages of Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, so quick recap. So we started today, we were discussing that we, we've been discussing for a couple days the machlekes between Rav Chista and Rabbah. Okay, we said that if you cook on Yontif Lachal, Rav Chista said, you're like it. And Rabbah said, you're not like it because we say Hoyle. Comes along Rami and says, this machlekes of Hoyle is, is the same machlekes of Rabbi Lazar and Rishon, our Mishnah. Rav Papa says, no, I don't necessarily agree. Maybe Rabbi Lazar only says Hoyle in our Mishnah because it, you could eat it, therefore you could bake it, even though not every, not it's not 100% edible, but every piece that you put in is edible. And Rav Shisha says on the other side that maybe according to Rabbi Yeshua, only where, maybe only in our Mishnah he holds, he doesn't hold of Hayal because it needs to be fully edible. But from Yantif to Shabbos, where I, maybe if Orchim were to come, maybe I would say Hayal because it's Chazi for somebody. And Rabbi Yirmiya, so we said, right, Rabbi Yirmiya was Makabel, what Rami said, and Rabbi Zeri was not Makabel because they, he was Shasik. And Rabbi Yirmiya went back to him and said, ah, just because he's Shasik doesn't mean anything. He, just like he, we see, he's Shasik in the Bryce, he answered in our Mishnah, Rabbi Shua answered Rabbi Lazar, so do. Rabbi Lazar was Shasik to Rabbi Yishu, and Rabbi Shua had a tie on him, and he answered somewhere else. We don't know where, but somewhere else. Rabbi said the halach was like Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yitzhak said the halach was like Ben Becerra, which was the middle Shita. Okay, which held that, no, that you have to separate challah when it's still dough. You're not allowed to bake it, and uh, it's still your problem, so therefore you've got to keep it on ice. Okay, then we said, we, we discussed what is the shear of Isa. We said it's either Bez Kavchitin or Gimel Sairin, or Nasif said it's the other way around. Okay, Rav said, right, and by the way, when we said two and three, that we said is only if it's of the fine flour, but if it's coarser flour, then it'll be three and four. Rav said it's not, uh, you know, two Kav and three Kav, but rather it's Kav Melugna, which we said was five Kavin, which is the sheer Chala, which is 43.2x. Okay, uh, Rav Yasef said that, by the way, our women, they're very Machmer. They bake in only three quarters of a Kav smaller batches. And we said, ah, what do you mean? It's not very nice you're, you're, you're being makel, but that's going to that's gonna come to a chumr because you're, you're staying under the challah threshold. You're, 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 right? you're getting rid of, you're, you're avoiding taking challah. So we said, no, because we hold like Rabbi Lazar, like Mitzarif, and like Rabbi Hanina, that says even if they're not noish even if they're not attached, still even if they're completely separate, the kli will be Mitzarif. We asked a question on that. We said, what about, when we say a kli is Mitzarif, what means if it's flat like a board, it doesn't have any depth, will it be Mitzarif, yes or no? We said, teku. And then we brought the Machlechus, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yeshua, right, who says, Rabbi Lazar holds his salas, Mitzarif, and Rabbi Yeshua said, even the tanor, the oven can be mitzvah. Rosh Hashem says, by the way, uh, only if they're attached could they be mitzvah for challah purposes. Okay, then we discussed how to bake your challah. Rosh Hashem says, bake it however you want. We don't care if they need. Okay, and they have to sit waiting in line to get into the oven. Not our, we, 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 we're not concerned. The Chacham said, no, you do it like an assembly line. And Rabbi Kiva said, like we said in the Brisa, we explained the assembly line process in depth. Rabbi Kiva said that, sorry, uh, we, you don't have to worry yourself with all these processes and all these variables, rather, very simple. If it starts to blow up, then put cold water on it. Okay, and then we discussed this machlekes seer that the level that according to Rabbi Yehuda, okay, who is the chachamim in the brisa, that it is considered chametz nuksha or seer if it develops a couple cracks, kind of chagavim. Okay, it's a lab, but you're not going to be chayv karis. When it has intersecting cracks, then it would be chayv karis. And um, and uh, and uh, so, so the, the, the shear of Seir, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is kind of chagam, according to the chacham, that's a chsifu it stands up. And the shear for Sidek, which is full on bread, 
the Rabbi Yehuda says it's only once Nisarbu Sadaka when the cracks intersect, but the Chachamim say even if it gets a couple cracks, Karnech Hagavim, at that point it is full on Chametz.